0: Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hotbox.
1: Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hotbox. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast, brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. We are here to recap everything. That went down this past weekend in the fight world. We got a little bit of UFC Austin to discuss. We have Ryan Garcia taking care, of, standing on business, and taking care of business. Against, Featuring uh, his new shoulder roll. Yes, yes, he. He's that, that was point.
0: um, that was ugly. That was I'm sorry, that was bad. He was getting grilled mid fight, and uh, I couldn't help but laugh. I was like, "This is really what we're doing." He gets dude. It, Ryan Garcia might be famous on TikTok, but he gets laughed at everywhere else his promotion shitting on him two days before the fight is wild wild he told bernard hopkins uh last time we saw him in the ring he was getting knocked out of the ring by some white boy and i started i was like yo what what is going on at this press conference the fights in two days so
1: don't get me excited bringing up bernard
0: hopkins getting knocked
1: out of the ring
0: as soon as brian garcia mentioned it i all i thought about was you oh oh
1: oh oh he oh he knocked out of the ring <laughs> Never forget Roy Jones. Dude, I was watching that live. I was like, Oh, there's, there's absolutely no way that just happened, and him just like all confused. They're helping him up. Max Kellerman's like, They shouldn't be touching him. I'm like, Oh my, this is boxing is incredible. But we got that, and then we have some BKFC to talk about. The King, right. the Mike Tyson of BKFC. Now, not Mike Tyson, that Mike Perry of BKFC. That's right, Platinum Mike Perry shuts Eddie Alvarez's eye. And walks away with a corner stoppage W this weekend. But we are going to get into all of it. And Ty Ty consumed all of it for you people out there. He watched it all. So that he could come in here and tell you guys what is what and who is who. First, though, we must get into the main event from this past weekend. Armin Sarukian taking out Benil Daryush in a minute and four seconds. Uh, This is a card where I have never been more mad at myself than... I'm thinking about walking away, and I think about it every day, but now I'm really thinking about retiring. Uh, it, it, I, I just don't know what I'm thinking sometimes, and I would have always bet Armin Sarukian in the past, but I'm just psych- psyching myself out, betting Benil Darjouz. Benil just went to sleep, like, easy. Like, it was almost like they, somebody sprayed NyQuil in the air, and he was like, wait, what was that? And then, boom, sleep time. Sleep time for Benil <laughs> and he went right to sleep. He was probably <coughs> thanking his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for putting him to sleep like that. Uh, yeah. Armin Sarukian gets two W's this weekend, once against him, once against Bobby Green, who we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, <laughs> listen, you Mr. Too. Mr. Sarukian, he's uh he's probably next, right? If it's not uh, Oliveira or if it's not this guy or that guy, it's, it's Armin Sarukian. He showed in his first fight that he is very competitive with him. Uh, that being him being Islam Makachev, so why not give him uh, another chance? And uh, I think he's proven it. And I think maybe he might need one more, maybe not though. Uh, but yeah. what, what can you really say against the guy at this point?
0: Yeah, uh, not much. I mean, you know, especially when you look at the top five of the lightweight division, so much inactivity and you know people are just waiting around. Dustin Poirier. Nobody wasn't he there at UFC Austin? Like they were trying to make him a big deal. I don't know what's going on with him lately or at all. Uh, He's just pretty much a non-factor. Justin Gaethje, I guess he's next. I guess maybe I, I, you know, we already saw him against. Yeah, I I don't know. But um, Saruki, yeah, I mean, he didn't even. It it was crazy how he got this finish. Really, I mean, it's something I, I guess we've been waiting for, right? He took this next this this big step up. Last fight he fought Joaquin Silva who. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely get to him later on. Yeah. Uh, and he, and he, uh, you know, he looked good, but then he also, you know, Joaquin Silva made him do the chicken dance. And then this fight, he fights Benil Darius, just a whole different class, whole another level. Although Benil coming back four months after getting brutally knocked out in his last fight, not smart, not ideal. And he, right. um, we'll definitely have to have a conversation about him, but you know, Sarukian with that knee and before his foot comes back to the mat, he fires off a just a him of a quick right hand and just drops him and that was it. That was that was really it. And he had some vicious ground and pound, something that we've seen from him in the past, but in spurts, right? I mean, he, it was something he wasn't really getting off against Demir as Magulov. He kind of just took him down, and that was it. Uh, when he fought Gamrod, he wasn't really able to uh, to punish him as much. He did knock him down. He did end up getting that. I uh, actually lost that fight. Uh, made it close, but um, Joel Alvarez fight was a huge one. We we saw him split him wide open. But ever yeah. since then, it's been kind of uh, you know not as much. Anyway, remember he fought OAM. I was I was waiting for that. Davi Hamosh, too. You know, he was like four fights into the UFC, and he hadn't had a finish yet. So I was kind of worried about him as a prospect, right? It was, it was just that debut against Islam where he looked good in a loss. But, yeah, three three wins in a row now since the Gamrod fight. Um, two finishes, and this one coming one minute, four seconds in against Benil Darius, a top five fighter. Yeah, that's huge, man. And, and the way he got it done quick and just effortlessly almost, you know. Um, so it's good to see through a couple of leg kicks, right? Uh, there's not much to take from this performance all yeah. in all, but, um, so he, fast. he, he, he did what he needed to do really, honestly. I mean, so I don't, I don't think there's anything, uh, much else you need to see from him. Maybe, uh, maybe one more fight. Maybe, I mean, if you made him and Justin Gaethje tomorrow, I don't think anybody would be upset. Right. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see what they do. We'll see what kind of direction they go and maybe, uh, wait it out. See what Islam wants to do. I'm sure Islam would want to fight him again because I think Islam does have uh, the advantage. I don't think uh, Armin is going to be able to beat Islam, but Armin does bring you know he does bring something to the table for sure. He is a little smaller, he, you know, he's a little lightning rod, 5'7", seven, but he's got a pretty long reach, I believe, for his for his uh, for his height. Maybe not, but um, all around versatility, he's dangerous everywhere. So yeah, I, I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. And uh, you know, he already might might be the best. Um, uh, what is it, Armenian? fighter in UFC history. It was either him or Cal Parisian, Calo Parisian, Caro Parisian. Sorry. So uh, he's doing good things. I, I'm here for it.
1: Yeah. He would have a two inch reach advantage on Islam. Uh, at least that's what he did his last, fight. I don't know, you know, if Mr. Islam's arms have gotten bigger, but you never know. You never know. You never know with this stuff. Uh, yeah. It really, like you said, you can't really take much from this other than how dominant, I mean, he just got him out of there real quick. Uh, I think, like you said, maybe we under, or at least I should say, I underestimated how quickly he did come back from that uh, TKO loss to Charles Oliveri. I mean, he got, I think he got head kicked, knocked down, and then finished on the ground. And, you know, I mean, but this is a Benil who, Of his six losses, five of them have been by TKO. So, uh, it seems like this is a, you know, he just, this tends to happen to him. That's just an unfortunate uh, reality. And Benil yeah. Darius, he's probably, uh, that's probably it for him. Uh, Not like he, he'll, he'll continue to fight, but I'm saying as a serious contender at 55, it's probably done for him. He's going to drop down in the rankings. He's going to uh, assume the role Patty of next. the gatekeeper. Give him Patty Pimblett. And hope he, you know what? I don't even know. Uh, I, before I would have taken Benil to smoke him, but. Now you know a gust of wind rolls by and he got cracked. I'm not. I'm not trying to take it away from him, but uh, it's just tough to see you go to sleep twice in a row. And uh, Ty, what do you make of 155 pounds? Does not have one ranked fight. Uh, fighter has a scheduled fight uh, upcoming. So uh, back to back to uh, the drawing board for 55. It. Yeah, it's. I mean, a couple of them just happened this past weekend, and a couple were. I think you know. BSD just fought. So there's obviously just a lot of, uh, I don't want to say inactivity, but some of these guys being Dustin Poirier, Mike Chandler, you know, even Gaethje. Uh, I got, you know, not so much, but it's a lot of inactivity. Fazeev's hurt. Gamrot. When's the last time we seen Gamrot? wasn't that long ago. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we should just keep it moving because we, we can talk about some more 55 action from this past weekend, Jalen Turner. He, did he wind up Oof. making weight? He did, right? He did.
0: So but, apparently he, uh, he, I think, missed on the first attempt, which I think many people expected. Uh, and then he, like, disappeared for five minutes, apparently, resurfaced, and weighed a pound less. And there was a scale issue. So uh, welcome to Texas, I guess, right? So he ended up making weight um, and then dropping some weight on Bobby Green, uh, yeah, I guess we should to just wait talk.
1: Chin, dude.
0: We should talk about, I guess, start it off with Kerry Hatley. I feel like he should never be allowed the ref to ref a fight again, ever, 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 ever. Uh,
1: I, it made me feel like he had Jalen Turner by death. It wasn't just like, yeah. they, they didn't just have TKO. He took plus 6,000 by death.
0: And he had over a half a round. That's what he had, absolutely. Yeah, he
1: was just letting him get his face smashed in. Um, That's crazy. He he was kind of turtled up, but not really just laying flat. I mean, he got hit and he dropped, and so it was like, okay, like maybe you let him try to recover a little bit. But once he jumped on top of him and started landing those shots, yeah. it's over. It's like okay, could have
0: he we- could have stopped it as soon as he went down after doing the chicken dance because when people do the chicken dance, they don't get up ever again. Like, yeah, how many times do people survive the chicken dance? We talked about one that just happened, Armin Sarukian, but like. that that, that's a pretty telling fact. That's a pretty, pretty, it's pretty telling when that happens that this guy's not there anymore. He's just not with it. He's, he doesn't have his legs. He doesn't, his body is not there. Um, He goes, so he goes down and then you get Jalen Turner on top of him, hits him a couple times. I think he hits him 16 times unanswered. And honestly, so I guess Kerry Hadley was waiting for him to go to sleep. I thought he was already out and then maybe woke back up. Maybe not either way. Waits for him to go to sleep, and then even after he goes to sleep, he gets hit three more yeah. times, and he just that that is te- that is terrible. Even Jalen Turner, who doesn't seem like a guy, you know, he he, he doesn't seem like a guy who uh, will do what Justin Gaethje did when he fought Cowboy, right, and, and tell the ref like, "Hey, stop the fight! Like you're gonna have to rip him off of him," which is yeah. which is their jobs. That's their job. Um, even he said. Yeah, I don't usually complain about the ref, but uh, he could have stepped in at any point there. You know what I mean? Like, dude, Daniel Cormier not only was going crazy during when it happened, but after the fight, he comes in to interview Jalen Turner. He just straight up goes for, he he asks, "He's like, hey, man, how pathetic was that fucking stoppage? You know, like pretty much like, hey, uh, Kerry Hatley, I know you're probably five feet behind me. You suck, by the way. Um, So that was kind of of crazy. Daniel Cormier doesn't give a fuck. Um, He was right. So that. He was absolutely right. Him, I think it was him or Bisping. I think it was Bisping was like, you could stop it at any time. And Brendan Fitzgerald's like, yeah, what What? what are you waiting for? Boom, boom, boom. And these were clean shots that were yeah, fucking man. landing right on a guy who wasn't even, he wasn't covering up. His, his hands were out, like they were extended out by his body. Like he wasn't really there. Um, the fact that it took that long to put him to sleep is kind of fucking crazy, right? That's kind of scary. Bobby Green is not somebody to fuck with on the street. I uh, you know Arman Sarukan probably somebody who can handle him so maybe we make that fight next. I don't know, but um, yeah, great performance from Turner man. He he really is uh, an ultimate hammer. It's crazy he's only 28. Uh, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a bunch of losses right. He's been knocked out. He, he's been you know destroyed in split decisions uh, or just destroyed in unanimous decisions. And he's been in a couple of splits with some guys. He's fought really good fighters. Um, he, he can definitely still improve. It's really about his chin his his. Striking defense, his ability to take a big shot, and his um, his cardio. If he can shore those two up, uh, areas up, especially if he can shore up his cardio, I I, I see some big time potential for Jalen Turner. As long as he stays or can stay at one fifty five. Now I have doubts about that, right? He's always kind of it's, it's killing him to make weight. He's was he six three for middleweight or uh, yeah, for huge. lightweight? So I don't. I feel like. You know, I don't know how natural it would be, but seeing him ease up to 170 would be awesome. I think 170 could be a very interesting place for somebody like him. You know, uh, it kind of reminds me of Kevin Holland, but uh, more crisp with his striking. Um, he has—I don't know if he has a head kick knockout yet, but man, he is—he's flirting with one. Let's see if he has one. I don't think so. No, he has a knee to the body, a body kick, but he doesn't have a head kick knockout. He throws nasty head kicks, question mark kicks. I'm seeing now, so he's really diversifying his stand up. Which I love to see absolutely love to see that from somebody who's young and talented with a lot of potential. Something that you know, guys like Devonte Smith back in the day, and um, even Terrence McKinney haven't really done right. They have a lot of power and they can really just be a force coming forward. But they're not mixing it up. They're not throwing in kicks and and body kicks and low kicks and head kicks. Jalen Turner, like his nickname says, the tarantula, very long, very quick, very fast. He was just beating Bobby Green to the punch. Yeah, and uh, it, it wasn't really close. He was just doing what he wanted to to uh, an, an older and less athletic, smaller, less powerful, less quick opponent.
1: I was just getting cooked on Saturday night, man. It's just one of the nights where I don't think I had – I think I maybe won one bet. Two. I think I might have won two. You had um, – It's going to be hard for me to figure this out right away, but yeah, I think you lost all of them except – I think all I had – Close TKO, yeah. Dakar dr- dr- close, yeah, I and that I made have, up yep. a lot of the lo- losing. To be yeah, honest, yeah, but <laughs> I didn't even you take know, the one that I actually. I only had one win because I didn't take Sean Brady uh, <laughs> sub, which I should have taken. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah, which I usually would have <laughs> taken anyway. But you yeah, know, no, uh, in all honesty, that was a huge win for Jalen Turner. He came in with the, he had the game plan of a guy who was taking a fight on short notice. He didn't come out and try to like shoot his load right away. He just. Stat, sat there, you know counter punched a little bit, was sitting down on his punches and was waiting, you know, picking his spots, and he found a spot man. he fucking sent Bobby Green to the shadow realm, and Bobby Green got sent to the shadow realm three to four more times on the ground, so that's uh, unfortunate, but you think uh you think it's over for Bobby Green there, Ty? I think it might be Mr. King Green might be a little toast he's thirty seven years old. And he has been, I mean, he, he comes off, coming off a big win against Grant Dawson, so maybe it was just a bad night out. I don't want to, you know, dis, dis, disparage the man too much, but it's, uh, you know, Drew Dober just knocked him out last year. Uh, you know, he fights kind of often, so I guess I don't want to get too worked up about that. Yeah, let's take
0: fights. some time. I think he should take some time off. He yeah. just took a beating of a lifetime. Uh, he's, he's he's been in a lot of wars, a lot of fights. I'm sure he's been in fights outside the cage. He almost is, was in one with Armin Sarukian. That would have been bad news. Um, yeah, let's take some time off. You you just went to sleep a couple times and took like four punches while you were asleep, and it took you 15 to get you to sleeping.
1: Yeah, yeah great job bad. by Kerry that was Hatley, just, man. Just that uh, was bad. an all time all time performance there by Kerry Steve Mazagati Hatley. <laughs> so. Davison figurator this was, uh, I think, the performance of the night. I don't know if it actually won performance of the night, but it was uh, just the showing that he had. He looked uh, very good at 35, and I was, I still am a little bit conflicted as to whether it was he, him looking so good or maybe that Rob Font is just cooked, because Rob Font looked horrible on Saturday night. Yeah. But I guess I'll ask your opinion on what you, what you think of that little proposition.
0: Yeah, Rob Font did look good, man. Rob Font looked weathered. He looked like somebody who's been weathered. Uh, meanwhile, Fig, he looked like somebody who's kind of reinvigorated at a new at a new weight class. The the, the strike totals won't ever really paint the picture for this fight. They never do with Rob Font, honestly. Like, there's been time. I remember he outlanded Cheeto Vera so so much, but he was getting fucking broken, beat down, knocked down, hurt, bloody. Yeah, he, they were both bleeding pretty quickly in this one. Is uh, in this one, I think. I think that jab, uh, both ways. You know, Font wasn't using it as much, but Figgy was definitely was definitely throwing a tough, a nice little stiff jab. They were pretty much both head hunting. They weren't, you know, weren't doing much else, weren't going to the body or, or legs really much. And um, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't even know if Rob Font really won around. Maybe the first because nothing really happened. But honestly, I think Figgy landed the the bigger and better shots in the in, in the first round. There wasn't many, but uh, he also got two takedowns. Yeah, didn't do much with it, but. I thought, as a whole, the striking was uh, pretty similar, pretty pretty close, right? I think all three gave it thirty twenty seven. Like Beltran, I'm like Beltran, uh, judging
1: grabbing a fight. his pen, yeah, <laughs> grabbing his yeah. foe and making some fucking picks, dude. I like that. Let's do it.
0: I like, yeah, get him out of the case because he can't rest. So, oh. um, yeah, I, I think Figgy looked good. Um, I'm excited to see what he does going forward. I think he offers a pretty interesting all around package, if you will. Um, pause uh, you know especially for yeah, 135 for you, yeah. <laughs> especially for 135 being a rough font is a, is a is a good start I think honestly we've seen it in other weight classes he might be better in a second fight in a new weight class so yeah. it'll be very interesting to see what he can do there and you know who he gets matched up with there's going to be fun matchups all across the board honestly I have and, one uh, that I, I want I, let's see let's hear it
1: I think Peter Yan on a fight night five rounds oh, that's what yeah. I want to say Two similarly sized sing, guys, you know.
0: Yeah, I guess Font was eight, so you got to put him. You got to put um, you got to put Figgy somewhere up there, right? You can put him.
1: Figgy steals put his him, number. Move, move move Font back right. down to ten or eleven, because
0: yeah, get Chris, Chris Chris Gutierrez Ricky Simone out of here, um, and then Peter Jan's five. And yeah, you could do that. You could hundred percent do that. I mean, if you want to put Figgy in there with Aljamain Sterling, I'd be down for that. It'd be a nice little scramble fest, and while last. Um, or Mirab or anybody, honestly, sign me up. Henry Cejudo, TJ Dillashaw.
1: Yeah, I think the the possibilities are endless, and I think they need to move quickly with Figgy. Figgy won't have to take that time in between fights to get you know the, the worry about his fitness and worry about losing all this weight and cutting and getting into training camps. It's more just like he he's he, is it seem much more of a natural Figgy in this fight and. Kind of carried that into the later end of this fight. Not that he wasn't carrying it, uh, you know, in, in at 25, but it just, he looked better. He looked more healthy. And the power definitely translated. I don't know if that's just because Font is absolutely cooked and he never really has taken a shot well, but he was hurting him with jabs and just short shots that were, uh, it was a little shocking to see the reaction from Rob Font, but. Uh, yeah, he didn't look good. Rob Font did not look good, so maybe. It is the end of the road for Mister. Does he have a nickname, Mister. Mister Font? Uh, No. No. All right. See, that's the problem. That's the number one problem (laughs) right there. When you don't have a nickname, I don't have anything cool to call you on the segue out. But uh, this is another guy who doesn't have a nickname. How about Sean Brady, man? This is another one that was probably the performance of the night. He smothered Calvin Gaslam, and I saw, you know, kind of a couple people in my text saying, "Oh, wow, I didn't realize Gaslam was this bad." I don't really think that was the case. I don't think it was necessarily a Gaslam is trash as much as it was, uh, you know, Brady was just dominating him and was just manhandling him, and there was not a goddamn thing he could do about it. I think this kind of showed that the Bulam Muhammad fight was maybe a little bit of a blip in the radar. You know, things got a little bit too big for him. Uh, The the whole being undefeated and going out to Abu Dhabi and, you know, there was just a lot of hype behind him and a lot of just pressure behind Sean Brady that probably became overwhelming and just kind of, you know, took took over his whole mentality. And you saw he fought like a completely different guy in the, in this fight. It didn't matter whether Kelvin Gastelum wanted to go to the ground or not. He was going to the ground. And Brady was going to whatever position he really wanted to and was just dominating him. And he eventually gets the Kimura at the end of the fight. But I guess Ty... What did you make of this? Were you as impressed as I was by Sean Brady?
0: Yeah, he came out and off the rip, just fucking took him where he wanted to take him on the ground.
1: He even wobbled him uh, on the feet at one point.
0: Five of five on takedowns, nine minutes of control, just consistent smothering. Uh, there was moments that were, you know, some birds were coming out and there was moments of inactivity, but he pretty much had him down for the entire second round, most of the uh, first and a little bit of the third. And like you said, yeah, he did do some, some work on the feet as well, mixing that in. But he said it after the fight. He said like, this is what I'm going to start doing to people. And I've been waiting for that. Honestly, I'm glad oh, yeah. that he's going to start doing this to people. Um, <clears throat> do you know how many takedowns, takedowns he attempted against Bala Muhammad? None. How I many takedowns he got? I'm sorry. None. Yeah. And the takedown attempts that he attempted, I think were, were when he was already like, when he was tired rocked. and
1: hurt. Yeah.
0: Like off the rip, man, he, he's going to be very, very tough um, for guys, um, especially when he brings that kind of style. Like we see that, you know, consistently from him just as soon as the fight starts, just, I mean, dude, his strength is, it has to be unmatched at this division. I mean, he is a fucking unit, a bowling ball, a strong. He's just an ox <clears throat> and he's got good, good technical ability too. And he's still getting better, right? He's, I mean, he's working with great guys, um, all around his camp. Now it seems like he knows where his bread is buttered. He knows what, what, works in his game you know he knows what he can do to people look what he just did the, to kelvin Gastelum. so um yeah that was awesome that was awesome maybe you want to see some more activity right you want to see some more on the stand up if you can uh you know go a couple rounds and not get hurt right or at least uh fight smart really it's all about fighting smart dude you, you don't have to be the best striker in the world right no. so uh, you just got to do you, you know take the fight where you want it gsp was the, one of the smartest fighters ever um, he was also one of the best, but there, yeah. you know, he got caught in a submission. He got caught, he got knocked out once, so he got caught a couple times. And then after that, he he knew what to do. John Jones a couple times was in some close fights. Goes up to heavyweight, takes Cyril your gone your down right away. Boom, minute in, he, he's a double champ. Like, um, if Sean Brady can do that. If Sean Brady can fight smart and and have a game plan, you know, and use his IQ, use his ability to take fights where you want to dominate and where other guys don't want to go. Kevin Gasol wants to stay in there and box. They were trying to tell him, his corner was trying to tell him to to box with him and he he couldn't, he literally couldn't. He was on his back foot the whole time. So great job by Sean Brady. Hope to see it more. Love to see it from from the local boy. And um, yeah, I'm sure he's going to make some, uh, I'm sure his next fight's going to be another, you know, this is a pretty big name and um, I would love to see him back in there with, you know, Bilal eventually, but, yeah, I mean,
1: I mean, he smothered him, dude. It was really like you said, like it, whether he uh, his corner's going, hey, box them. He did not have a chance. He didn't have a say in the matter. What was happening? He was trying to defend those takedowns, but they just weren't. It was not happening. And when he got him to the ground, he was very, like you said, like technical, surgical, and methodical about moving from position to position and maintaining that control. He just, and I would, and you said, you know, you this is what he said. I'd like to see him do this to everybody. But you should fight your style. Do not fight other people's style because they want you to or this is the more exciting thing. I don't care if people are booing. If I'm Sean Brady, I don't give a shit about that. I'm trying to win fights. And I'm trying to, you know, just dominate people. And that's that we I would like to see more of this. And uh, you know, whether he could do this to Balam Muhammad, doubt it. You know, that's because Bala Muhammad's just a, a better fighter than Kelvin Gaslam or better seventier and more of a more technical wrestler and whatnot. But I I think he could definitely comport. I'm sure he wants that performance back. I think he would look a lot better in a rematch whenever that may happen down the road. I'd like to see Sean Brady get Gilbert Burns next. I think that would be a nice little step up in competition and a a good matchup for skill sets.
0: You know, I think it would be awesome. Give me me Doreno inside one.
1: See, there you go. That, that's that's already what uh, what what would be the conversation. I'm taking Sean Brady now back on the Sean Brady hype train. So I will yeah. not be fading him again. How about Joaquim Silva uh, getting a unanimous decision victory against Clay Guida? Clay Guida just would not go to sleep. He was eating the most thunderous, vicious knees to the face, wobbling for one second and then getting right back into the fight. Uh, it, Clay Guida is not a human being. I I I can I could not understand the punishment that he was taking. Props to Joe Kim Silva for being able to keep the gas tank uh you know, it, it somewhat uh presentable and not yeah. completely gassing out because he was dropping bombs on Clay Guida and Clay Guida just kept coming for him trying to take him down, trying to just it, you know, impose his will on him and it looked like at certain points he was going to be able to do that. Clay Guida how many times did he get hurt? Two, three, maybe three times? Yeah,
0: multiple. Uh, one, definitely, I think it was the start. It was, it was that uppercut in round one yep. towards the end. Because the first round, nothing was really happening. Silva was waiting, waiting, and boom, quick left uppercut. We didn't really see it because they were changing cameras. But uh, that wobbled him. And then I think in the third, a couple times, I think, I, don't, I think it was the third when he hit him with a couple knees, right? I'm, I'm not sure if that was the second. Uh, Clay won the second, if I remember correctly, but... He was getting tagged for sure. I mean, the second round is when he got that takedown and had some control. But round three, he was just uh, overmatched. I think he was really hoping and thinking Silva was going to fade. I think his corner kept telling him, like, he's done. He's done. That was his best work in the first round. And it wasn't. The third round, he um, he did pretty well, too. So shout out to – also Joaquin Silva got a takedown and had some control and had some submission attempt. Yeah. I think he had um, – was it a rear naked choke in the third round? Either way, he did some really good work. Almost finished uh, that guillotine. team. Gay team, that's what it was. So yeah, Uh, shout out to Clay Guido for still hanging around. I mean, honestly, nobody really, everybody's counting him out. I I thought he was going to go to sleep or knocked out or something in this fight and he stayed awake. So I guess, was he, 38 and 24 now? That's crazy. That is crazy. So I guess he still has a little bit left, but uh, I mean, I'm not, you know, put him against Jim Miller or don't do anything at all. How about that? Get
1: him on the UFC 300 card against Jim Miller. Let's call it quits. Let's let's do this the right way. Get him get him his That'd rematch against A10 yeah. Jim Miller. That'd be wild. Let's run it. Uh, how about Dustin Stolfoos? Now, this one shocked both of us. Now, I mean, I guess necessarily it shouldn't because Puna Soriano is on the ultimate fade list or the do not, the DNB. I know we haven't talked about the DNB recently, but the do not bet list, Puna Soriano is 100% on that because... You just can't trust this guy. Shout out to the St. Pete's traffic in the background. I'm hearing uh, somebody's alarm going off or something like that. That's, uh, I, uh yeah. That's yeah, kind of sick, though. That's kind of sick, honestly. Uh, what did <laughs> you make? I'm not, I'm Dustin looked much better in this fight, though, than he has in the in, in recent uh, performances.
0: Yeah, he actually did. He was taking shots pretty well because I feel like, um, Puna kept landing. He was only landing the left. That's like all he was doing. He, he's left hander Boss man it sucks, but he does have a good left. He does hit hard too. Um, and then he got dropped at the very end of the first round. Dustin stole was, Boom! Quick, quick, uh, quick! Straight punch dropped him. And then when round two started, uh, Dustin got finally got the takedown. And then honestly, from there it was easy. He got the rear naked choke. Puna's just uh, he just doesn't have it. He just doesn't have. It. He doesn't have an all-around game. He doesn't really have much other than that left hook if he's not going to get you out quick i think he kind of goes in the into quit mode you know i don't think he really has has that dog in him i think he was ready to go against kapilov once after that first round he was he he really didn't want anymore um brendan allen nick the nick maximoff fight he was just giving up takedowns he kind of looked dejected in that third round so yeah i mean he had some good wins earlier in his career but you know that you know i don't know how many of them are even in the ufc anymore honestly none of them yeah none of them are i don't think dusko or i don't think dusko is anymore so yeah yeah I mean his losses aren't they, they, they weren't that bad but losing Dustin Stoltzfus getting dominated by Dustin Stoltzfus taken down four times and knocked down once yeah not a good luck. he he might be cut so that's unfortunate
1: yeah I mean unfortunate for him not unfortunate for us because we don't have to deal with it anymore so uh, no it's just he's not on that level if you can't if you're getting dominated by Dustin Stoltzfus who we have talked about I mean he did look better let, let me say that he like, did yeah
0: but he was still getting hit. Like, you yeah, know, a
1: his lot. one win was against Dwight Grant, and the other win was against Joe Pfeiffer, whose arm popped out of its socket. Like,
0: yeah, let's run uh, that one back.
1: Yeah, uh, seriously, please do. Uh, actually, probably would be a good fight.
0: Uh, yeah, funny enough.
1: But yeah, good win for Dustin Stoltzfus and uh, DNB, DNB, DNB. So uh, somebody else is on the DNB. Julia <laughs> Alvila. Uh, She got absolutely dominated by Misha Tate. Uh, You would have thought Misha Tate, her last name was Nurmagomedov because she just absolutely smashed the fuck out of Julia Avila and was just walking forward with no sort of fear or any worry that there might be a punch flying back her way. Walked her back to the fence, hands around the butt, took her ass down, and just proceeded to smash her on the ground. So Misha Tate looked like prime Misha Tate here. Uh, 135 looks like it suits her much better, uh, especially if she's fighting a Julia Avila every time. But, uh, you know, the, the worrisome part is that, uh, the Julia Avila's aren't exactly walking out to the cage with her every time. So I guess that's, uh, maybe something yeah. to be concerned about.
0: She had, uh, <laughs> she had, um, what was it? Six, 10, 16 seconds, all but 16 seconds of the first two rounds. She had control, um, that's crazy. That's great. In the third round, uh, Julia Avila was just ready to go home. She was like, you know what? I just had yeah. a daughter. Let's go home and see her. Let's go home and talk to her. Let's go home and uh, have her ice my face for me because uh, I'm getting beat up. There wasn't you know, huge punishment, but there was enough, man. There was enough to it really wear you down, to smother you and you know, drop some. Yeah, Misha Tate looked good, man. Misha Tate medoff looked pretty good in this fight i can't hate you know she's she's older she's been in a lot of fights she called out she called for Misha uh holly holm run that one back i'm here for i'm here for it um also julia avila walking out with the double knee pads huge red flag i think as soon as that happened i I should have texted you saying yo fade mortgage on misha tate sub um quick pressure quick takedown uh she was neck she had a neck crank in the first round. I think Misha Tate, she was just doing whatever she wanted to. Also, Jacob Montalvo, he could have uh, at any point stood Misha Tate up for grabbing the cage. He just kept smacking her hands and yanking them out of the cage. I'm like, no, no, eventually you have to fucking do something. That's where I think my biggest I hate when hey, refs do that. Dude. Like like hey, yes. say say something, and then then smack or pull, take their fingers or toes out of the cage, and if they keep doing it, stand them the fuck up and say, Hey, listen, I'm sorry. You can't just keep doing it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stand here and be fence grab uh, patrol. You know, I have other shit to look at. So, uh, also, she messed up her ankle. I don't even know how the fuck that happened. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you're, you know, seventy years old. But um, either way, hope to see her do something. Holly Holm, that's the fight to make. Let's fucking do it. Loser goes home forever.
1: I'm glad you brought this up, though. Like that. I, that's the thing, we talk about this multiple times on here, but I can't stand when refs just let that shit, like, let people get away with that stuff. Why wouldn't I grab the fence if all you're going to do is slap my hand?
0: Yeah, I'll just keep grabbing it.
1: What is the penalty for grabbing the fence? Nothing. You're just going to slap my hand and say, hey, don't do that. She did it, like, five or six times, yeah. like, consecutively, and, and held her position where she was so that she was able to go then do other shit. Right away, you know what who wouldn't have let that happen? Herzog. Herzog would yeah. not have let that happen. Where was Herzog? Where's Goddard? He was stood them at stood them right out. Well, you know, Goddard probably had some English shit to do. You know, you never know. Yeah. He's always up to. Oh, uh, so fight love, back,
0: Colby. He'll probably be back for the uh, Colby fight. Him. I love when they show him before they show like when they say uh, when they do the fighter introductions and they show the ref for yep. the main event. And he's just sitting. He's just sitting there, standing against the cage, looking all handsome. You know, with his handsome self. And then but, hits um, a wink. I love it. Yeah, hits a wink, chewing on his gum. He's a, he's a handsome fellow. Fight he's back, a, a Kobe. handsome lad.
1: Fight back. Fight back, Kobe. Fight back. <laughs> no, uh, no, but seriously, I, that, I'm glad
0: you brought that Throw up. Throw the that. leg kick, Modestus. <laughs> 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 I had to do it. I was waiting. More me. kicks, Modestus.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Will Curry. We'll be following his career. Shout out so. to
0: Will Curry. He should be in the UFC soon.
1: Uh, So, yeah, listen. Good win for Misha Tate. Like you said, I don't know how she got hurt in that, but whatever.
0: Yeah, uh, a like, 100 years
1: old, so <laughs> what are you going to do? How about Cody Brundage? Uh, this pissed me off. Really pissed me off because you yeah. had you had the <laughs> the round one, which I thought was a lock, and then I had Zachary sub, which I thought was a lock, and we were about to boot. You know it was locked in. We were about to cash it in because that triangle was locked in heavy. And then, you know, Batista bomb. Uh, Cody <laughs> Brundage hits a Batista bomb, <laughs> keeps his career around uh gets himself a win gives Zach reese his first loss
0: and... this might have been worse than the other one
1: um no the other one was worse well we'll talk about that next i, I, I think mean,
0: reese i think reese uh i think he uh had a worse reaction cuz like yeah. even like a little bit after the fight he's just laying there like one quarter of the way leaning up against the cage like huh <laughs> <laughs> I, I think selecki eventually selecki wasn't there but if, he got up and he was like, all right. He, like His legs weren't there, but he kind of, I think he was like, all right, all right. Everybody stop fucking asking me what happened. Like, yeah, he's I like, I, I figured I it out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Meanwhile, Zach Reese is just like, what? Hi, Mom. Thanks for picking me up from school. Yeah. It's I'm like, right. all right. Uh, Zach,
1: you've been Batista bombed in, in the MMA, in the UFC.
0: What, what are your thoughts? What's for like, dinner?
1: <laughs> You're like, oh, boy. Uh, let's get him to the hospital. He, he <laughs> doesn't know where he is, but. Brundage was getting booed.
0: So I know you love to hear that, but yeah, I think that was a piece uh, of shit. Reese, <laughs> listen, he's he's DQ and he's getting DQ wins and he slam people on their head. What's next? Uh, you know, I don't know. But I think Reese also he's from Texas, so I think yeah. that's why that happened. So also shout out to Brennan Fitzgerald, dropped a shoulder strikes reference. He said uh twenty nineteen was the year of shoulder strikes. Well, twenty twenty four or I guess is twenty twenty three the year of the slams. Uh I don't think so because there's only been two, so
1: Well, and every year is the year of the shoulder strikes, and that is the shoulder strikes MMA podcast, and it never ends. Now, Um, I'll tell you what. uh, What was it? This December second was definitely the night of the slam because uh, this pissed me off. Back to back, (laughs) losing both of my bets via a fucking slam, a a Batista bomb esque slam. (laughs) This was a little one.
0: This was like a Brock Lesnar. I'm gonna pick you up and just dog you. Maul you! I don't even know what kind of slam this was because he like turned it sideways and said, "Oh man, I don't know if this is gonna work, but I hope it does." And uh, that was kind of crazy.
1: Just bounced his head right off the canvas, man. <laughs> there, was, there, there was no give there whatsoever. It, it was. Uh, we were talking about Jarkar close, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I, mean, I know we didn't really segue this well, but Jarkar close uh, just slams the shit out of Joe Selecki and uh, yeah. knocks him out and gets the W. Man, it's uh, cashes your bet out. I think at plus three ninety.
0: Yeah, 390 for yeah. Jakar
1: Close TKO. So how about that, Ty? That's a
0: good hit. Nice good little hit, W yeah. there for you. Uh, it's funny, he got taken down quick, too, and then controlled. Yep. And then quickly reversed. Close got on top. He went for the arm bar. Had it. He did. Had the arm bar. Um, and then just got fucking, you know, slammed on his fucking noggin. So thanks for showing. Thanks for showing up, Joe.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, If you feel like, you know, when you're in my situation and you had, uh you know, that, that. Uh, submission. You feel like you got screwed. You know, you're just like I. I feel like I was on the right side here, and now I'm not because the other guy is celebrating and my guy's over there. You know, basically waking up from uh, from a nap and it's like what what what? <laughs> what what? What do you mean? And it's like yeah. you know, you had the armbar and you locked in. You had the triangle locked in. The triangle was locked in too. Like that shit was that was locked in. Deep. He yeah. he didn't grab the leg though, man. You got to grab the leg to stop yourself from getting fucking yeah, picked the last up and slammed.
0: Minute. At the last minute, Reese tried to grab for something in a desperate attempt, but that was right as his head got thrown into through the floor. Yeah. Uh lucky like didn't try, didn't really try to brace his fall. He was just like, "I'm trying to snap his arm." He had if no he picks choice. Me so it's either he lets yeah. go of the
1: arm bar or he gets slammed, and he chose to get slammed, and you know, had yeah. the wrong choice. It happens. Um, how about Adolfo Bellato? This is one of the uh, private life. Be- no, wait, did I have this on the pod? Yeah, it's the only, actually the only bet I had. Uh, that's great. TKL via. Uh, Ihor Potierra. Uh, this was this fight was fucking crazy.
0: Uh, yeah, it was.
1: <laughs> Potierra was putting the fucking beats on at, at multiple times during the second round. And he just kind of punched himself out. And Bellotto yeah, came storming back, took him down, and just started smashing him. You could tell Potierra, uh, once he realized he wasn't going to get him out of there, he wanted out himself. So that was that.
0: Yeah, he couldn't get a takedown. And then finally, when he got tired... He he almost came close to getting the stoppage too. The ref was taking a nice little hard look. The refs didn't really care. You know, the refs were like, listen, we're not gonna do you know, no more of that early stoppage. We're gonna wait till guys are are cooked and sleeping and and, and, and snoring and, and sleepwalking. We're gonna wait, which is fine, but whew, man. Anyway, gelato, Montalvo, I, dude.
1: Shout out to Montalvo.
0: Adolfo yeah, Gelato. Well, uh, yeah, he was getting busted up bad. Like, first round, he was getting right under his right eye, was busted up, and then Gelato comes back, gets the takedown. Once he got the trip, it was over. Cooked him. Took him to school. Finished him against the cage. Uh, Mr. Ihor. They were they were struggling to say his name. Once you know that DC starts pivoting from the last name to the first name, that's that's when you know he's had enough. So, yeah, Potier- Poteria. Potier- Ihor. Igor is cooked. I think he's probably done – uh, his off it's it's sad because he looked pretty good from the South Pole stance, land some shots, but no cardio, uh no dog in him, and uh yeah, it's pretty much it.
1: That's what he gets for pissing on uh Shogun who was uh grave, so there you go. Yeah, I mean rest and piss. <laughs> uh so now we're gonna get to two fights that I'm gonna be honest with the folks out there didn't watch a punch. Didn't watch one punch from either one of these. Not Jared Gooden. Jared Gooden getting an upset victory over Wellington Turman. Um they what happened here?
0: Uh he got a win. He got the win. No, um, they were Thank um, you. they were exha- they were <laughs> they were exchanging. They were exchanging some some pleasantries in the first and the second. Jared Gooden tur- took Turk took over in the second round. First round was pretty close. I think Turman ended up getting a takedown. Right? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, Gooden hurt Turman with a nice left, and then um, and then subbed him. Really, yeah. I think that's that's kind of what. What happened? Because it was before that. Gooden, Jared Gooden. It looks like every every punch hurts him, but he, it, it doesn't. Sometimes it does. Like the way he, the way he move his movement and and just like stiffness, I guess it, it throws you off. You keep thinking he's hurt. Um, I think it could have been stopped before the rear naked choke, but you know that's neither here nor there. Referees again they didn't have a great night. Uh, Turin, it's funny he was doing pretty well before that. Um, you know, he was, he was right in it, but it just, you know, who was going to get hurt first, but both guys, both guys have shaky chins and, uh, Wellington Terman was the one who fell first and, uh, Jared going to the sub. I don't know how many people had him by sub, but that was probably a very juicy line if you were for some reason on it. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: I am curious to, to know what that was too. It probably was in the plus 1000
0: range, but he anyway. avoids the green Reaper. That is the UFC roster watch. So.
1: Yeah, he lives to know. fight another day. Uh, somebody who lives to fight another day. That's Veronica Macedo. Don't call me Macedo Hardy. She gets a yep. split decision victory over Jamie Lynn Horth. And I couldn't have cared less. I can't believe I took Horth. I think I took Horth inside the we, distance. Yep. What I, a I fucking you like a dummy. What were we thinking? That's the thing. Like, I need to fucking <laughs> like just clear my brain, man. We need to. We need to just reset. And I think this week that well, we have off here is going to help me fucking yeah. reset.
0: I'm gonna reset for sure. Uh, I so Jacob Montalvo is the only one who gave the fight to Horth, which is terrible. Uh, so shout out to him for making multiple appearances on the Shoulder Strikes podcast. Um, the problem is Janie Lynn Horth was fighting at range, and she wasn't like trying to corral and and, and put her hands and grab uh, Macedo and kind of put her against the cage and kind of you know do those type of things, which we predicted that she could do or would do or you know whatever. She did get a takedown in the second round, but it ended up. Not really meaning much. She actually got hurt with an upkick in the second round by Veronica Hardy. So I, I think Hardy just had the speed advantage. She used a really good jab. She was just moving, moving really well. Jamie and is kind of a, a plotter. Uh, Veronica Hardy looked quick. Uh, Dan Hardy has really done a lot for this woman's career. She was somebody who lost to Bia Malecki, had to take time off from, a punish, from punishment that Bia Malecki gave her. She comes back and wins these fights that she was an underdog in both of, and she wins them easily. Like this one, she. I know it says uh, it says split, but the first two rounds were easy for her. Um, she kept she she um, she had a really good jab that she dropped Horth with in the first. As Horth threw a kick, so it wasn't like a. I guess it's not technically a knockdown, which I kind of wish they were knockdowns, but I guess it is what it is. She, she, you know, she caught her in between kicks multiple times. She did it with a jab, dropped her. She did it again with a one-two right after, and then almost did it again with a jab. Um, to end the first round, so she was just piecing her up, landing the best, the better shots. Uh, I think she bloodied her nose a little bit in the first. Second round starts. I think um, Horth kind of uh, no, she she hurt Horth with an up kick. Like I said, that was pretty nasty. And then third round, Horth dropped her with a like a lead elbow. Kind of it, it was weird. It was, a, it, was a, it was a weird little little knockdown. But that that's kind of what won her that third. But yeah, Veronica Hardy looked good, man, and she's still young, so. Um, she almost started crying, I think, backstage and in the post-fight interview, talking about Dan Hardy and all the work that he has done, all the positive work he's done for her career. And he honestly has resurrected her career. He's made her, you know, a Uf- UFC fighter. She, I don't think she really was UFC caliber before. And now she's, you know, she's won three of her last four uh, with the one loss coming to Thea Um And, you know, she lost, she lost the first three in her career to Ashley Evans-Smith, Andrea Lee, and Jillian Robertson. Neither fight was really close. Yeah. So, this is good. This is two fights in a row. Juliana Miller, not the best, but she came out and she smoked her. You know, she took her down four times, there beat on her. That disrespect, by the way. Yeah, um, and the, you know, so I I don't know, man. Veronica, she's small, right? She's very tiny, but she's quick and she has something working with her with her hands. She just needs to kind of you know get her cardio and up, and uh, she's never going to be a, a the stronger woman in that cage. I don't think at flyweight, but. She's got something. She's, she's winning fights. So Dan Hardy obviously is doing something right.
1: That he is. And he will be back in the smart cage soon, uh, giving you people breakdowns and trying to help. Laying some pipe also. And he's definitely laying pipe. He has to be. But uh, we did lose the Melky Costa fight and uh, Steve Garcia. Steve Garcia had an illness. So we uh, lost out. I lost what
0: Joel Embiid had.
1: Yeah, there's a. It must be an illness going around. Hey, man, I've been under the weather as well. So
0: yeah, I. I so am I. When I was in KC, uh, somehow didn't get much more sick, but I'm trying. I'm sick of life. fell that. So Ty,
1: I think we gave out a an unheard of amount of money uh, during this. Uh, Armin Sarukian gets 50k. Jalen Turner gets 50k. Sean Brady gets 50k. Uh, Dustin Stoltfoods gets fifty K. Misha Tate gets fifty K. Cody Brunnage gets fifty K. Dracar Close gets fifty K. Hadolfo Bellato gets fifty K, as well as Ihor Potier with for Fight of the
0: Night. Jeez.
1: And Jared Gooding gives out fifty thousand. So. Sounds like fifty thousand
0: a total of five hundred.
1: Yeah, is that what thousand?
0: Yeah. Is that half a mil that we're giving out? That's what it seems like, so I'm not good at math or anything, but Yeah, I mean, listen, if you can afford to to have Mark Smith, Kerry Hatley, Jeff Rexrode, and Jacob Montalvo be the refs, I guess that that gives you a little bit more money left over, right? You don't have to pay Herb Dean or Goddard or Herzog. You just give it to Adolfo Bellato and uh, Ihor, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, listen, I'd love to see it. These guys deserve uh, these bonuses. You should take deserve for DK for for doing what she did, you know? So I'm here for it.
1: So congrats to all those people. That was UFC Austin. Uh, Not a bad event, not the best. Texas! Uh, that is that. Hopefully, we don't head back to Texas for a good amount of time.
0: Yeah, uh, Ryan Garcia.
1: took a W this weekend.
0: He did. He took a W. It took him a while. Uh, the fight was not great. The card itself was bad. Um, Shane Mosley. That, that that fight sucked. Um, the co-main event. Floyd Schofield. His name is. He's 21 years old from Jersey City. I believe he's. Uh, I believe he's fighting out uh, Austin, Texas now. But he's from originally Jersey City. 21 years old. He's nasty. 16 and 0. He gets a first round knockout of Ricardo Lopez, who I people thought was going to be his first big test. No, not 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 really. He just walks fucking through him. So he's going to be somebody to watch. The rest of the card was just trash. Um, and then this Garcia fight was not that good. Uh, Duarte didn't really do much. Uh, Garcia for the first couple rounds flashed a nice jab. So we're like everyone's watching, like all right, he's throwing a jab. He's doing this. Um, then he abandons all of it. stops throwing the left hook. Stops jabbing. And he starts doing this shoulder roll, this Philly shell that just looked absolutely abysmal. It looked like somebody in amateurs was trying to pick something up, pick you know, try something new. Um, I don't know who told him to do that. I I I highly doubt it was um, Derek James. I highly doubt it was Derek James. But somebody did. Maybe he did. Maybe somebody on TikTok did. But it wasn't working. He kept like turning, right? He was like turning his body. Uh, and if Dorte was just throw punches, throw combos, he could have probably landed on him. It was really ugly. It was really—you you, got to watch some highlights or watch a video and, and go look at it. Uh, Sean Porter was doing the fight. He kept saying, "If you're not Floyd Mayweather, don't do the shoulder roll." And I said, "Yeah, I, I pretty much agree. James Tony, I guess too." But if one of those two are not teaching you, do not do it. Do not do it. Do not do it. So, it's been—it's been a popular thing. We've seen a lot of fighters in 2023. Use it more, but they know what they're doing. You have to practice it. You can't just pick this up in your what, twenty seventh, twenty fifth pro fight. You can't just start doing this now. It's not going to work. So that looked bad. That was a bad look, and it took him eight rounds to put this guy out. That that was also kind of not a great look. Oscar Duarte didn't do much. Um, yeah. So Garcia had like three different. Then he started running away. He was like running in the in the in the middle to late rounds of huh? it. He fought like three different fights in eight rounds, Ryan Garcia did. So um, I have more questions about him in this game than I do have answers. So I guess Roley, he called out Rolly Romero. That would be a good fight, honestly, and he should fight him next. He wanted to. He called out Teofimo after that and Devin Haney. That would be bad. Those two would do uh, bad things to him. Yeah. But, you know, getting your feet wet with Roley, if he can put out Roley and make some improvements, I'm here for it. Derek James, awesome trainer. He's, he's working with Joshua. Uh, he's been with Errol Spence his whole life. Um, he's doing pretty good with him. So hopefully he can stay with him. Ryan Garcia can just stay in Texas that you know, I, I think he has been staying in Texas for like the last couple months. So that's good. And, um, I don't know. It's, it's just mental with him, man. I really think he's just not cut out to be at the highest level of the sport, but he's still 25. So, you know, time will tell, but I'm he, out. Re-
1: I mean, this might be a crazy comparison, but he reminds me of like a, like, I don't know. Uh, more of the Tommy Fury build of uh, sort of fighter, yeah. like he's much more talented than him. I'm not trying to dis- like disrespect him, but it's more of like the I'm a celebrity as opposed to I'm actually like a serious boxer. And he is a serious boxer. I, I don't. He's not a, to that level, but you know what? You know what I'm trying to say. Like he's just not. Something's missing here. Uh, there, there is something seriously missing with his skill set, with his coaching. With the people around him, because it seems like, like you said, a lot of the people around him don't even like him, or they're just shitting on him uh, in public. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard to get a grasp of or try to understand.
0: How about. Yeah, I. I okay, sorry, part. no. I, I, a lot of people thought this was like going to be like a two-no fight, or um, not a two-no fight. A lot of people thought Golden Boy was trying to sabotage Garcia by giving him this guy in Oscar Duarte. And I was like, uh, no, I don't think this is the sabotage material. This guy's kind of a layup. As long as Ryan goes forward. And when he finally did go forward, he stopped throwing his left hook, but he started throwing his right hook. And uh, he threw it re- very well. Like, he has awesome speed. And if he can, like, utilize that jab and he can make that a big part of his game, he's going to be tough to beat, you know? So the skills are there. The potential's there. He's got to get out of his, you know, he's, he's kind of, again, he's still really young. So I think getting famous from a young age and, you know, thinking you were better than you actually were definitely, you know, set him back a little bit. Kind of like the Adrian Broner story right but i think he has higher potential than adrian broner he has his hand speed is is pretty crazy pretty remarkable and he also has some power you know when he moves when he moves forward but the problem is you know he's trying to use this philly shell dude he's like a tall skinny bill with like narrow shoulders floyd Mayweather was short compact broad shoulders like that you're you're the wrong body type for that bro you got to go out fight behind your jab use your speed and just you know be on the offensive so
1: uh, I was. I'm happy for him that he was able to get the finish, though. Cause a, yeah,
0: that's all. Like, that's all that matters at the end. Of, uh, end of the day, you know, that's what people are going to talk about. Your finish because he hit him with like one shot to start the eighth, and my man started doing the chicken dance, and then that was it. After that, so honestly, you know, a, a definitely a good way to finish the fight.
1: So uh, bad news for everyone out there. Uh, I know you guys were looking forward to it, but Todd Duffy and Ben Rothwell did not happen this past weekend. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I think Rothwell came down uh, with a little bit of an illness. He's under the weather, so he was forced to pull out. But Did you did, see what
0: What Todd Duffy said? No. He said um, – uh, I got to bring up the exact quote. I don't want to fuck it up. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> if I can't uh, – oh, he said – Todd Duffy said, I fought with COVID. I know what that's like. That's kind of crazy first off. And then he said, "But I think Rothwell's biggest fight was Thanksgiving, and that's where he lost."
1: Jesus <laughs> Christ,
0: <laughs> <laughs> bro, that is wild, and also kind of fun. That that's a that's a good one. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of funny. I hope good. Ben Rothwell's okay, but that yeah, uh, saying you of that. fought with saying you fought with COVID is wild, um, and you know, getting mad at somebody for not fighting with COVID is also wild. But then saying <laughs> basically call him a Fat booze bag during Thanksgiving that didn't want to fight me. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a good one. That's a, I can't I can't get mad at that.
1: He the real fight for him he and he lost it was during Thanksgiving. So I uh, I wish him the best in returning from Thanksgiving dinner. It, it, yeah, put the mashed potatoes down. It gets the best of all of us sometimes. But uh, Eddie Alvarez, Mike Perry, Mike Perry is is probably the greatest bare knuckle boxer of all time. Yeah. And uh, I think he just continues to go out. And I'm not even saying that as a joke. He actually might be the greatest bare-knuckle boxer. Like, he's built – He no one has ever been more built for BKFC than Platinum Mike Perry. And uh, he, he – I mean, he broke, I think, in two different places, Eddie Alvarez's or, uh, orbital bone. <laughs>
0: That's uh, crazy, man.
1: Really? What Like? What can you say? He's the best.
0: Yeah. He was an animal. He, he was getting hype. He said, yeah, I was taking some shots, but that – you know, I needed to. I love this shit. It's crazy. He's only thirty-one, so I mean, he can just keep doing this forever, or until his brain rots fully. I guess I don't know, but crazy man. Eddie Eddie was hitting him with some good shots. Eddie came to fight in that first round. He was you know hitting him hard. Uh, but like, Perry walked through it, and then you know he took his best shots and gave him his best shots, and that was that was it. I thought Eddie. I did think Eddie Alvarez said no moss on the stool, but uh, I don't know why I would have ever thought that. Eddie, Eddie Alvarez will not quit. Uh, his corner saw his eye and said, wow, that thing is, uh, yeah, that thing looks broken multiple ways. So we're going to stop this fight. And he said, yeah, might as well. Right. So, and then his wife comes in the, you know, the ring, she's kissing him. She's got blood all over her. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is crazy. But Mike Perry calls out Conor McGregor. Yeah. Wow. Connor. I mean, Connor and BKFC would be crazy, right? That'd probably save the, the, the organization from going under, um, and he'd probably be a – I mean, honestly, he'd probably be a star in BKFC. I feel like that's his thing. I, I don't know about his punch – getting punched also. I, mean, I feel like Mike Perry hits him a couple of times. Connor's going down. But, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, get Mike Perry in there with anybody at 175 or, or, or wherever. I don't know who the roster fully has. Maybe you, maybe you get Jeremy Stevens in there. I don't know. But, Darren yeah. Till? King of, <laughs> the King of Violence title. Yeah, get Darren Till in there.
1: Uh, Darren Till was already kind of angling for it uh, on Twitter. So I, I absolutely would love to see it. These guys have a little bit of a history. They've yeah, sparred a little spar, bit.
0: That, then he has to go to the spa. Yeah, so they've, so, did, they've done them fun. both.
1: So I don't see why it wouldn't be a good fight or why it wouldn't be. I, that's something I'd probably tune into if it wasn't at 12 o'clock on a Saturday night when I've already watched 70,000 uh, 70, yeah. fights. but. <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't do this on like a Friday night or something when nothing's going on, but I think after football season is where MMA kind of kicks back up. And a lot of filler takes back over. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, you know Beck Rollins takes that L. So Yeah, she got smoked. Back to WWE like we talked about uh yep. Kai Stewart, whoever that is. Mick Terrell. Good. You know. Yeah, that, Terrell. that guy looks like he just dropped off a fucking pizza at my house last week. Hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mick Terrell got the got the uh, revenge because I saw him in person get smoked by Ar- Arnold Adams, and then he comes back in this fight. He was getting beat up early, and I'm like, "Oh man, this poor fucker." He's going, you know, back back to Pizza Hut, and uh, he just turns it around. I guess Arnold Adams was just t- got tired, and Mick Terrell beat him down into exhaustion, and then Arnold Adams was just on his back, like huffing and puffing, and he wasn't getting up. They kept counting; they, they were counting to ten. And he looked he looked like he was ready for a nap. Uh. <laughs> did you, so, did you see the cut yeah. that
1: Jeremy Stevens put on uh, Jer- Jimmy Rivera's face?
0: Yeah, that was that was crazy. <clears throat> that was pretty wild. Uh Jimmy Rivera not 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 so uh not so didn't do so well. Jeremy Stevens, I guess that's his first fight in BKFC, but not his first bare knuckle fight is that? I guess he had a, oh, he wow, had a boxing got match. Got a, a dog
1: now. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, a couple of boxing matches. Um <laughs> So, how
1: about we got uh, a couple of these, you know, Jeremy Stevens takes the W. Then you got who? Mike Jones? That's right. Like you said, doesn't look like that guy at all. Just some <laughs> white guy with a chest tattoo. He loses to... He loses to Eric Lozano. So, shout out to that and shout out to all the Lozanos out there who are involved in stuff. So, there you go. There is BKFC. Uh, do you want to talk about since, uh, you know, newsflash to everyone, I will, we will not be having a full... Preview episode of UFC this upcoming weekend. I will not be in town. I know, I know. You guys, what are you going to do without your breakdown of Song Yadong and Chris Gutierrez? But quickly, if you wanted to, if we just want to go through, do you like anything bet wise, like that jumps off the page at you? Um, Picks wise, yeah. I, I mean, Probably, I think Khalil Roundtree uh, inside the distance jumps right off at me.
0: That could happen. Uh, Alon Nascimento, I think I like him over Sumajiri. Sh- um, I think he might be able to tap him. Sumajiri has five submission losses. Uh, Alan Nascimento is very good at black. Uh, very fifteen submissions of his own. So I think that's a safe bet. It's probably going to be a huge favorite. But uh, Malarkey Hackbright. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. These fights are very not great. The prelims are honestly almost better than the main card, which is wild. But
1: they're running Melky and uh, Steve Garcia on this, so they just kind of plug yeah. that into here. Uh, plug yeah, and play. Tatsuro Tyra. I'll be honest. I'm not talking about this.
0: Yeah, I don't care.
1: So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Thank God we're not doing a, a show on this because we would probably I probably lose more, even more money than I wanted to, and just keep losing and keep losing and keep losing. But now we get a week sure. off. Uh, enjoy the Army Navy game this weekend. I know everyone will be locked in. Enjoy the Eagles trying to get back there, win against hammer the Cowboys, the um, and hammer the under and hammer. You know, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, just enjoy life out there. Okay, you know I know yeah. all you people out there. Don't enjoy life sometimes yep, when you, when your don't. Eagles get cooked by the 49ers and you want to, you know, just drive off the bridge. But you don't. You just drive home. Uh, you know, just uh, go out there and enjoy some life this weekend. And don't watch <laughs> these fights. And, uh, yeah, you go, ladies and gentlemen. So my name is Matt McSweeney. I'm Ty Capone. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, life is too short to bet the unders. So bet the unders and walk away from the television.